Hey, Nostra dumbass. Did the rapture come? I can't recall. Oh, in fact, I can recall, and it didn't, and you suck. <laughs> by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the central university. A study on Dude, I was uh this morning we were playing with a baby and like he, you know, he he's he, he's a good kid. Like he sleeps like throughout the night and whatnot. Uh, but today he's like kind of fussy, and um, he really loves music. Like that is like it just, like melts my heart like a chocolate Easter bunny in a microwave, right? And so like I'll play like shit like on Apple Apple Music, and so for whatever reason like I put on that baby shark song or whatever for him just because like oh baby's like that shit right, and he was totally digging it right. And like as soon as it was over, I was like, "Well, shit! What else do I put on? It's only like a two-minute, three-second song, right?" So like I went down through all the remixes of Baby Shark. Like there's Baby Shark like in Spanish or whatever, and there's like the extended like dubstep version of it. And so I was like, "Oh shit!" Like there's a Korean version, which is like the original version. So I played that, and I was like, "Dude, this is funny as fuck!" And it led me down this rabbit hole of like that guy PSY, like that Gongum style or whatever. And so like I played that. Oh, yeah. And that kid was just like kicking and laughing and screaming and whatnot. He was digging it. And so like Apple Music like automatically like plays like his second biggest hit or whatever. And it was like called like Gentleman or some bullshit like that. And I'll, I'll tell you this right now. That song slaps. I don't know if like that's still like a cool saying that all like the fucking hipsters and the cool kids say or whatever. But fucking that Gentleman by fucking PSI, man. That song fucking hits hard, dude. I'm not talking like my, my fucking shout out to Old Town Road or like end of the year fucking reviews or whatever but no like that's like a legit fucking fucking banger right there so all the people out there all the millions and millions of fucking listeners to this show fucking check out PSY gentlemen that song fucking slaps and they fucking there's a there's like a weird part in there like where he like speaks like broken English and for no fucking reason whatsoever like I looked up like the translation of the song he just starts saying like West Side like throughout the whole thing like I thought that was like the funniest fucking thing ever man Gentlemen, all right, I'll Google that. I Gentleman. think his name is Psy. P.S. Yeah, Psy. P.S.Y. I don't know. Yeah, I, I do remember Gundam style, man. Those those are those are a good time in my life. Was Gundam style? Yeah, no, <laughs> just because it's a silly song that came out right when I was like leaving. I think I just left Target when when that song came out, and it just reminds me a lot of that summer of like the summer of Gundam style or whatever he's saying. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody was dancing. 
shaking that ass. But anyways, everybody, welcome to episode 156 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I am your host today, uh, Jacob Pixton. If you look at my eye, if I start playing with it or whatnot, I just got attacked by a murder hornet uh, right before recording this podcast. Art over here, he just got done. Um, basically, he lost 10 pounds. Like on the, it's not the Jenny Craig guy. Yeah, it's just a uh, finger down the throat and vomiting it all out. Yeah, no, it's nothing like uh, what's that 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 condition um, where people like um, binge and purge because they're I don't body know. conscious. Body dysmorphia. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But yeah, like um, whatever it is, Art doesn't have that problem. He had a little touch of the, the stomach virus this morning, but he is here with us today. So I welcome Art to the show. Thank you for being on. <laughs> Thank you for having me on, Jacob. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Our special guest this morning. Let's. You know what? While you keep talking, let me get rid of some of. I have a bunch of my work stuff on my computer right now because I'm working from home. So let me shut that down so I can maybe increase my my Wi-Fi speed. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So um, with that said, guys, um, this is probably going to be our last Zoom meeting. I believe next week we're gonna we're gonna start recording in studio, and I got some big plans. You know, moving forward with this podcast, I I love the Zoom setup. Um, and I kind of want to incorporate it in, um, and as like, like kind of a, you know, a swan song to the whole zoom podcast. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. that have been doing this, like the fighter and the kid, um, whiskey, ginger and whatnot. They, they fully take advantage of it. And there's some cool shit you can do with it. And so, you know, one thing I wanted to do is one of the features with zoom is, you know, you're able to share your screens, whatever's happening on your computer screen. And when I first met art, you know, there was a whole group of people that, you know, was within that circle that we all met at the same time, you know, when we were working at Target. And one of my fondest memories is just looking at YouTube videos, going to somebody's house and looking at YouTube videos of, you know, it could be like snuff videos or it could be like just people popping each other's pimples or whatnot, or if it was just music or whatever. But that was like one of my fondest memories of just like watching YouTube videos all gathered around like the fireplace, which is, you know, the modern day computer or whatnot and just watching YouTube videos. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Um, the topic is the Simpsons predicting the future. And it's one of those topics where I'll just put it out there right now. Like I don't believe the Simpsons actually do predict the future the simpsons has been on for 31 years i mean we were talking beforehand i believe they have like something like crazy like 2000 episodes out there and you get lost like just trying to keep track of every single episode they have out there but they've done pretty much everything i mean I believe like 15 years ago the south park creators they had you know a joke on there saying like oh the simpsons did it and yeah that was that butters episode that's a good episode correct and you know it's like one of those things like yeah you, you throw a dart at the dartboard, you know, 2000 times for 31 years, like eventually you're going to hit it spot on. So um, we're going to be reviewing, you know, some of the, the funniest or most outrageous predictions that um, people have out there. Um, one of them that I'm probably going to leave off um, is the whole 9-11 one, only because, you know, Art and I were talking beforehand, like that one was kind of like, God, it, it doesn't hold as much weight. It's just a magazine. And it just says nine on it. Like, I believe it was like 99 cents or whatever. And then you just see the two towers and it kind of makes like a nine eleven or whatever, or just nine one one. But it, it just, it was just, it didn't hold much weight, but art, he was talking about how, you know, there has been other shows 
that have, you know, correctly predicted, you know, 9-11. I don't know. Yeah, but. this that definitely, I mean, it's a thick picture of a flyer, right? It's just, I think it says $9 and then the Twin Towers in the background creating mm-hmm. a 9-11. And like, yeah, it's not even close to something like the uh, Lone Gunman episode. If you guys want to get really trippy, go to Google the Lone Gunman predicts 9-11 because their prediction was that a terrorist group was going to hijack planes and crash them into the Twin Towers, which is dead on. That is more spot on than like a magazine cover. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, like accurate. So yeah, that's why that one's not on the list. And um, yeah, I mean, I agree with Jacob. We were talking about this, and basically, you know, you can predict anything if you just have enough tries at it. So yeah. eventually, you're gonna get some. It, it's like Nostradamus. Like Nostradamus had like ten trillion predictions. Mm-hmm. So of course, like you're gonna if you get five percent of that, people will think you're a genius. And a lot of it just happens to be just happenstance or just logical. Uh, one of the videos we're going to go over, you know, it's this whole Siegfried and Roy um, incident where, you know, Roy gets attacked by a tiger. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, that, of course, that's a logical prediction right there. Or not even a prediction, just kind of like a, uh, it's funny because it would, the, the old adage is funny because it's true. Like, yeah, you fucking put a tiger in a fucking circus environment yeah eventually it's gonna attack somebody and more than likely it's gonna be the, the freaking glittery ass fucking shiny ass dude on the fucking las vegas stage just fucking whipping it with a, a whip and whatnot so it's one of those things too where it's just like you're reaching for you're reaching here but hey this was a fun episode to research because i went through what, the last 31 years of the simpsons and i for myself i as a whole I really like the world of the Simpsons. I mean, do I sit there every Sunday and watch this, you know, series anymore? No, it's still on, but you know, they still have some funny clips that are on there. And I think it's more of a testament to, you know, modern times where it's just like, we have short attention spans. And again, the Simpsons have done everything in the last 31 years. So a whole 30 minute episodes of the Simpsons doesn't really hold up, but in small clips, like some of the jokes are still there. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, they're not... I have, like, a nostalgia feeling for, like, the first few seasons mm-hmm. just because that's what I grew up on. That's what I mean when I was a kid. I do think that the comedy went to shit somewhere in the early 2000s, late 90s, somewhere around mm-hmm. there. I don't know what was going on, but it started, it started really going downhill for me personally. And, you know, if you still enjoy the show, more power to you. I'm not trying to knock you, but it's just I don't think it's that funny anymore. So, especially, you know what happened? I know what happened. Family Guy came out. And Mm -hmm. after Family Guy came out, because Family Guy was such a game changer, I think the Simpsons tried to match that level, and they just weren't there. Do you think South Park had something to do with it, too? Because I think South Park came out in, like, 98, and they were, like, more raw, more rugged and whatnot. Maybe. I mean, that next generation of, like, more extreme cartoons were coming out. Yeah, because the Simpsons were taboo, like, when they came out. Now they're, like, they're family-friendly now. Yeah, I mean... You, we were just talking about how much we hate like CBS programming. Mm-hmm. It started to feel like really like CBS. Like this, if this was live action, this is a CBS show. Like, yeah. I mean, it, it, and like, you know, it, it. They tried to step it up. I think sometimes by being a little more extreme, and it just when they did that, it was not them. It just didn't feel like The Simpsons. And then when they didn't do that, it was a little bit like King of Queens or some <laughs> kind of crappy comedy like that. Yeah. But overall, I got to say, like, I mean, that all of that is true, but there's something there like 
that still like draws me in about the whole Simpsons world. You go to Universal Studios, I have to get on the Simpsons ride. I have to like immerse myself in that whole like Simpsons world and whatnot. So it's a world that I still love and enjoy. Um, but do I sit there am, this Sunday? Am I going to sit there and watch it at eight o'clock? Probably not. But if I see a funny clip that's predicting the future, hell yeah, I'm going to watch it at work while I'm pretending to take a poop. But with that said, Art, do you want to go ahead and jump into the predictions? Let me start by giving a shout out to Caveman Coffee. Before oh, that's true. That. Yeah, before we fucking do that, yeah. Let's talk about Caveman Coffee and all the great things you can find at their website. So don't take my word for it. Go to their actual website right now because you can do both. Listen to us and Google your Google webs. So go to their cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory of coffees, coffee beans, hoodies, T-shirts, coffee mugs. If yeah, I didn't already say that. Just check it all out. Find something you love. You don't have to go to the store just to buy coffee because, you know, you don't want to fuck around right now and get the coronavirus while, uh, while you shouldn't be going out anyways. But check it out. And while you find something that you know and you love it, go ahead and get it. Type in America at checkout to get 15% off, and that helps us. It helps the show. It shows that you are listening and supporting our podcasts and i greatly appreciate it if you do that and my recommendation too is i i really recommend the nitro cold brew it's um not for everybody you know i'm a i'm a i like my coffee dark i like it black i i i just like that quick rush of energy that, that you see that i'm going through right now where i can't even my speech can't even cap, catch up to my mind right now but i love that um i like a good black coffee but some people like black coffee and just the aesthetic of it just to say, oh, you know, I, I'm, I drink black coffee. You know, something, there's something manly about saying that. But, you know, I don't like just black coffee just to drink black coffee. You know, um, I, I like to think of the nitro cold brew. It's kind of like an Idris Elba of the fucking black coffee world. You know, it's not quite, you know, um, pinky from, uh, you know, next Friday black, but it's a, it's a good solid you know, brew, you know, it's a delicious cup of, <laughs> of coffee, just like Idris Elba. So, Hey, if you want to go to caveman coffee in America, at checkout and get 15% out, get the Idris Elba of coffee, the nitro cold brew. And that's my yeah. approval on that. I, I like, I like black coffee. Like I just think it tastes good for some reason. I just like shotgunning a cold mm. iced coffee because I can't do hot coffee. But one of the things that like, if you don't like that, that cocoa butter, which I do add to my coffee, it adds a little bit of sweet. If that's what you're looking for and you need a little bit of a sweet because that soury coffee taste, you don't like it, add some of that on there. So yeah. that's another product you can buy at cavemancoffee.com. Hell yeah, look All like right. Shamar Moore talking about, you know, analogies of black coffee. and True that. Butter. I don't know who Shaman Moore is, but I'll take your word for it. He's a dime piece. Um, anyways, um, speaking of that, while we're shouting shout outs, make sure you go to the Podbelly store entering Kevin the pig and they'll send you a free sticker in the mail. So, you know, check out our official network website right there. Check out some other podcasts. Like we're not sure yet. Ectoplasm. And there's some other new ones on there, like, you know, path of legends and Tim and Tom or whatever, but Hey, check, check <laughs> out some other great podcasts on the pod. Is that a real one? Tim and Tom? No, it's some like new one that I saw on there. Like they, oh. they posted. There's, on- there's so many on there. I don't even know, but definitely shout out to, um, we're not sure yet, of course. You know, we're kind of featured on there a lot. They're featured on here a lot. They're a great podcast. Cool like us. They live down the street probably. I don't know where they live, but mm-hmm. they're good people. So oh, check yeah. them out. 
Yeah. So with that said, Art, do you want to go ahead and jump into the topic? Okay. So Simpsons predicted. Now there are some that are better than others, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, in my opinion, my very favorite one. Now, but if we want to start, with, let's start with the coronavirus because yeah. they did have a prediction of the coronavirus and of murder hornets, which is all the 2020-ish predictions. So I guess you can lump them all together. But um, I'm not sure what the name of the episode is. Do you have the name of the episode? Uh, the name of the episode is Marge and Chains, uh, season four, episode 21. And it kind of it, it kind of goes through a situation where, you know, a flu comes over from China. Um, Homer orders like some juicer over the Internet or no, it was like like QVC. It was like back in the day or whatnot. And, um, you know, he's got to have it and whatnot. And they show like a clip of like some Asians like, you know, saying, Coughing. don't tell the su- yeah, don't tell the supervisor. But I've had a flu for the last two weeks. You know, then he coughs into you know, and we'll, we'll show the clip right now. Coughs into, you know, the product. Homer opens it. And then like this, like, it's like the blob almost like a horror movie. Like it just makes its way around, uh, you know, Springfield creating a pandemic, if you will. And then um, later on, you know, and this is like in 1993, April of 1993, that this happened. A lot of similarities with, you know, what's going on with the current pandemic with the coronavirus. And then um, what happens is, is like everybody's like clamoring for a cure. And, you know, Dr. Hibbert, you know, the Springfield neighborhood doctor is just like, the only remedy is some rest. And then, you know, they, some, you know, somebody like knocks over, a, you know, a van, if you will. And then all these like killer bees come out. Like that was a big thing in the 90s was like killer bees. And now in 2020, the big thing is, is murder hornets. So uh, that's going around the internet right now. Like wherever you're at, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Like this is like one of the hot ones out right now. So um, I'm going to go ahead and play a couple of clips. And it does, it, I mean, I don't believe, you know, that they predicted the future. I mean, pandemics have been going on for centuries and whatnot. But it does hold a lot of similarities with, you know, a lot of people in the conspiracy theorist community talking about how, like, the elite, the NWO, if you will, um, you know, or, plot, or this is like an engineered, uh, you know, uh, virus, if you will, to keep everybody in compliance. So let me go ahead and make sure... Everything's in order, and I will play the clip. I'd like to call to order this secret conclave of America's media empires. We're here to come up with the next phony baloney crisis to put Americans back where they belong in dark rooms glued to their televisions too terrified to skip the commercials. Well, I think... NBC, you are here to listen and not speak. I think we should go with a good old-fashioned public health care. Yeah. A new disease. No one's immune. It's like the summer of the shark, except instead of a shark, it's an epidemic. And instead of summer, it's all the time. That is smoking. Now, I hate to be the guy who derails what everybody else loves. He loves being that guy. But, Janice, we do have standards. This can't be a made-up disease. The only moral thing to do is release a deadly virus into the general public. We do have something we've been holding on to, but it hasn't been tested. Get over here, NBC. Uh, well, well, we certainly believe in testing, but I... Oh, oh. Wow. Wow. Oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. So, we've got our deadly disease. Now, we just have to blame it on something that's in every household, something that people are a little bit afraid of already. House cat flu is coming, people. The Center for Disease Disinformation predicts with some degree of probability that the house cat flu might spread in the following hypothetical outbreak pattern. 
So better beware, that warm body on your lap just might be ready to destroy your tender fiddles. Springfielders are advised to stay tuned for more information if they experience any of the following symptoms. Mild thirst, occasional hunger, tiredness at night. So let me go ahead and stop it there, or just pause it there for yeah. a minute. So that's a completely different episode, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I went ahead and added that one on there just because, you know, it kind of a lot of people like to blame the media. I mean, whatever side of the whole coronavirus situation you're on, a lot of people like to blame the media that they're instilling fear. And, you know, this this that episode in particular was from like 1993. Um, and it it does kind of mirror what a lot of people, you know, are saying right now about the media that, oh, you know, they're they're blowing the coronavirus out of proportion. You know, they're putting a a face to it, you know, you know, that's causing, you know, people to um, break out into fear against, you know, Asian Americans, if you will, because, you know, it came over from China. And it it's funny because we do a lot of conspiracy theories. And one of the ones that I keep seeing, you know, pop up here and there is that, you know, hey, the coronavirus was, you know, engineered, you know, by Bill Gates, if you will. So that way they can come up with a vaccine or it's, you know, the, the new world order. It's a way to, you know, get people ready for like martial law, if you will, like to get, you know, all of this, like the whole quarantine is to, to take away your liberties and whatnot. And that the first part of that episode illustrates that almost to a T. I definitely think, and then this is, I, I, I don't know. I mean, people can feel whatever they want to feel about it, but I definitely think that there is a little bit of, of hyping up everything you know you know on an average news day you'll see like woman gets attacked by pit bull and it'll be like they try to demonize every single pit bull in the world like they're all like these monsters i mean you would be a fool if you didn't believe that the media tries to drum up more interest in coronavirus and than there really is not to say that it's not a deadly disease and i do think that it's a deadly disease and i think people should take it seriously but I do think that the media does its share, its fair share of trying to drum up interest in it. You know, like, I mean, that's their job. That's where they get their money from. Just because, like, similar to how we get, you know, you know, the amount of listeners that we listen to, the better our podcast does, the better it gets up there. Like, you know, that's they're in the business of of selling bad news, you know, like capturing your attention. Yeah. So I do think that um that there is some of that going on. And, and I do think that people are right. You know, that you know, they do have a fair point. Some of this stuff is like over the top, especially when, you know, early on, they were kind of showing like, look at all these hospitals that are overfilled with, with, with people. And like, you know, it never got there. I think a lot of the reason, you know, and now to play the other side, I think a lot of the reason why I never got there is because we did a lot of good things, you know, in California, we, we took a lot of steps forward to try to, prevent any of that stuff going on so mm-hmm. you know it's a little give and take i do think it's and this one i have two one foot in each camp where like i can see how the media is drumming up interest and then i could see how it is true of course i i you know it definitely needs to to be taken seriously yep so with that said here is the second part of this lose, lose weight won't get chest pain from answering the phone anymore Please don't tell the supervisor I have the flu. I've been working with a shattered pelvis for three weeks. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, my juice looster's never gonna come. Hey, Dad, this came for you in the mail. <laughs> Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> what the? The dreaded Osaka flu has hit Springfield with over 300 cases now reported. Now over to Arnie Pie with Arnie Mosky. Route 401 is going around and around and around and around and around and look out at the corner of 12th and Main because I'm going to be sick. Whoop. Okay, Mr. Sun, give me what you got. Okay, I'm going to stop that part of the video right there. Um, just because, you know, it gets into like Curious George um, that, you know, Bart gets sick and then Marsh starts to play a read Bart uh, book about Curious George gets the Ebola virus. So yeah, that's one of the ones, too, where it's just like it, they, the Simpsons, you know, predicted, you know, the Ebola virus would, you know, come, you know, in the present times or whatever. But the Ebola, Ebola virus has always been something that's out there. It's nothing new like, you know, COVID-19, if you will. But um, let me go ahead and play the Murder Hornet um, prediction. Yeah. And then, you know, back in the early 2000s, we had like the bird flu and we had all these other ones. This isn't the first epidemic that we had. No. Or pandemic. We need a cure! <laughs> Why, the only cure is bed rest. Anything I give you would only be a placebo. Where do we get these placebos? Maybe there's some in this truck. <laughs> I mean, ow. <laughs> and yeah, that, I mean, that goes along with the whole like murder hornet thing, which is like the new. Yeah. See, like that, right that's so like loose. Like it's just like those are bees and like murder hornets. They're not even, they're not killer bees. Like it's a completely no. different thing I don't, you know, they're the way they got here is like pretty strange. They're not even in all of the United States. They're mostly in Northern States and, I think there's only like I, I I don't don't quote me on this, but you know this might change or whatever. This is what uh, they're saying though that, that there's only been like two of them found. It was both in Washington, and one of them already has died. Yeah, and so, for the most part, they're not really like dangerous to humans. They ha they do kill humans, but they're not, I don't know. It just seems like just another story. That one, that one in particular, like Corona. You can feel whatever you want to feel about Corona, but murder hornets i just think it's a catchy name and like the media like latches onto that shit like mm -hmm. like peanut butter and jelly yep so uh the next one i think is probably the the most fun uh prediction i guess you could say uh, an unfortunate prediction um our first episode was based off of this gentleman but um art do you want to introduce this one yeah so i believe this one is called bart to the future and um this is this is probably the most dead on one I thought. I thought if you're gonna make a case for the Simpsons predict the future, this is this is your best case. Because in this episode, they predict that Donald Trump becomes president and that Lisa is the president that follows Donald Trump. So um I thought it was I I think it's this is way back in the day when I used to still watch The Simpsons. So I do remember this episode. I remember liking this episode. Mm -hmm. So and it's like oh, one of those ones like where they start to you can see them start to jump the shark a little bit because I believe the episode um, it was March of 2000 and this episode came out. Mm -hmm. and This is where, you know, they start to, you know, play with time travel 
And, you know, it was a cool concept because it's not just like, oh, Bart, you know, raises some ruckus, you know, at the high school or the elementary school or, you know, Homer eats too many bad hot dogs at the Quirky Mart. Like, no, they're like progressing the story a little bit, you know, playing with time travel. Art go, Bart goes into, you know, a, a gypsy tent or whatever. And, you know, he, the, the gypsy, like the whole premise of the episode is like, you know, showing the future. So, um, obviously, let me play the clip. 1600. Sweet. Excellent question. Yes, I am proud to be America's first straight female president. Helen? Wasn't I wearing a hat? Yes, yes you were. Now in conclusion, my administration will focus on the three R's. Reading, writing, and refilling the ocean. Thank you very much. we've inherited quite a budget crunch from President Trump. How bad is it, Secretary Van Houten? We're broke. The country is broke? How can that be? Well, remember when the last administration decided to invest in our nation's children? Big mistake. The Balanced Breakfast Program just created a generation of ultra-strong super-criminals. And Midnight Basketball taught them to function without sleep. What about my pledge to build the world's largest bookmobile? Isn't there any money left for that? No. And we borrowed from every country in the world. Quick, Lisa! Call off your book! Bart! Ow! Watch the ponytail. And that one's funny because, I mean, yeah, it predicted Trump as president. Oops. Most people and most businesses can shoot a Wait, what's this like guy this. talking about? I don't know. <laughs> uh, anyways, but, you know, they do. <laughs> I can't wait till we get a Black Angus commercial on here. Um, but anyways, it's funny because, you know, they talks about, you know, inheriting a bunch of debt, you know, from the previous administration with Trump and whatnot. And yes, we do get into politics. So if you're one of our conservative listeners, apologize if this rubs you the wrong way. But the fact is, I mean, we are borrowing from a lot of countries. China, for example, we owe a big debt to right now. So um, it's funny that that episode came out in the year 2000, 20 years ago. And it's like almost spot on predicting a lot of things that are happening right now. Yeah, I think besides investing in children, which I don't think Donald Trump would actually no. do. <laughs> um, I, I, um, it's, I thought that was a funny episode, but... Um, but and that's the one that I do think this that's the closest one to predicting anything because you know they nailed it that Donald Trump is president and that he's kind of a shitty president. <laughs> so, and one thing too that I'll point two. out about like the whole prediction thing a lot of things, a lot of um, a lot of a big clip that gets associated with you know this prediction, which I'll give credit to that clip for is that you see in conjunction with it, you see like the clip of Donald Trump going down the escalator. And a lot of people say, oh, the Simpsons predicted that, which doing my research, I just kind of figured like that was a part of this episode, but it actually wasn't like that. Actually, that clip of the Simpsons, you know, you know, showing a parody, if you will, of Trump going down the escalator to announce that he is running for president at his own hotel, by the way, because a lot of the the. The hoopla around it is like, how did they know what the escalator was going to look like and whatnot? And like, even like a sign falls down, like, you know, at the same time, Trump is going down with Melania, if you will. Uh, but this whole thing is, is like, no, they didn't predict that in the year 2000. That actually came out in 2015. Um, it was a part of like a, a short, um, you know, animation short to promote. Fantastic you know, Voyage. 
Trumptastic Voyage is what the clip is called. Um, but to, it's called Animation Domination. Like we're sent like every Sunday you get like the Simpsons, Family Guy, American Dad, you know, all these like, you know, edgy like cartoons like on Fox on Sunday starting at eight o'clock. Bob's Burgers, like all this shit. So like they would have like little clips in between, you know, to promote that. And that's what all that was is like after the year 2000 or after 26, after 2015, when Trump announced his, you know, presidency, you know, the Simpsons made fun of that because it was a big joke at the time. Like no one took it seriously that Donald Trump was going to run for president or even win the fucking nomination. Nevertheless, like win the actual presidency. Um, but to piggyback off of that, um, after, you know, Trump became president, you know, this is where the whole prediction, the Simpsons predict the future thing, you know, set fire to the internet and Bart, one of the running gags on the intro to, you know, the Simpsons is Bart always puts like some, you know, clever joke, like in the chalkboard because he's in detention has to write a bunch of shit on there. And one of them is, is like Bart put on there is like being right sucks. Like literally like the Sunday after, you know, Trump got elected president, but um, no, this escalator clip was not in the year 2000. It was actually came out July 7th, 2015. And let me go ahead and play that clip because it is a pretty funny clip. Can you hold a sign? You know it. 150 bucks. Woohoo! Do you care who the next president is? No. Come with me. I'm right behind him. Not supposed to stare at it directly, but I can't help it. If I touch it, will it heal my baldness? Oh, it's so wispy. It's a gravity-defying comb-over. I can't believe that this was once on his ass. It's as blonde as a golden marmoset, yet also gray as a long dead donkey. I'm so jealous of all those booby women he's married. If he paid less than a million dollars for it, it's a steal. I am officially running. No! No! Don't take me out of the ginger the forest! No! <laughs> At least I'll always have this. <laughs> oh and obviously it's a promotion for sunday um but yeah another clip that gets associated with this whole prediction is that you know mr burns is standing in front of uh, an electoral map and it accurately predicts you know that trump was gonna you know win certain states if you will uh, the truth about that one is is that those are like traditionally red states and blue states that you know always seem to be the case you know you can always predict that utah of course is always going to be a red state california is always going to be a blue state so that's why i didn't really include that one into the clips here but nevertheless had to debunk that pr um, prediction all right what do you what do you got next he uh all right so the next ones i got here is um, i just kind of like listed all under um technology so um, the big one that kind of hits all the, the strides here is an episode that came out in March of 1995 called Lisa's Wedding. Um, mm, yeah. Episode 19. And, you know, it predicts like a lot of future technology, mostly like Apple technology, if you will. And um, 
you know, there's actually two, you know, or three clips just from this episode alone that I want to get into. So let me see. Actually, two episodes, actually, because there's another one that came out, I believe. Okay, yeah, season six, episode eight, Lisa on Ice, back in 94. And then another one, season three, episode 23. So um, I'm just going to play like a clip that shows all of them, and we'll talk about it. Remember, an elevator is called a lift, a mile is called a kilometer, and botulism is called steak and kidney pie. Guess what? You and I are getting married! All right! Lisa, that's wonderful! If only your father was still with us. But he left for work a few minutes ago. (laughs) Mom, remember when I was little, we'd always plan my dream wedding, and you always promised to, you know, well, keep Dad from ruining it? Oh, don't worry, honey. I guarantee your father will behave. Mom, it's a picture phone. Oh, this? This? Oh, no. I, I just got a touch of the rheumatiz. Oh. Mom, picture phone. So, obviously, that's pretty much what we're using right now. The, the advent of video, uh, FaceTime, you know, video conference, you know, this whole corona pandemic. You know, a lot of people are taking advantage of Zoom meetings, if you will. Um, but, yeah, th- apparently the Simpsons predicted the invention of you know, things like Skype and, you know, video conferencing and whatnot. Yeah. And you know what? Like I would say a lot of, a lot of other television shows, everything from like Star Trek to the Jetsons, the Jetsons back to the future, back to the future Two. actually. um, They all kind of predicted that this technology was on the, on its way. It was only going to be a matter of time, you know, like, you know, even back from like the the beginnings of television in general, like every spy show from like Charlie's Angels, even you know more serious things like Seven, that they were all had its version of this of like face to face communication with via phone. So it wasn't that you know new of an idea. So mm-hmm. you know it, it's interesting, but it's eh. and one thing too, like I was thinking, I was just like, well, maybe this. You know, the uh, the the advent of since like the 50s all the way up, you know, through the 90s that, you know, seeing that like, you know, in the media, you know, in, you know, popular television shows, popular movies, if you will. What if like apps like Skype or whatever, maybe they were just inspired by that to create that technology. Maybe that was, you know, the forefather for that. So not so much the Simpsons predicting it as opposed to like, hey, like. I want a flying car. Like I, you know, I want a fucking Marty McFly's fucking floating skateboard, if you will. Like, you know, people of genius, like coming up with those ideas based off of, you know, what they've seen in TV and movies. You know, one of my favorite jokes ever was uh, Chris Rock talking about how the year 2000, how when he was a kid, the year 2000 was sold to people as it was going to be flying cars and hoverboards and the, we're going to be like the Jetsons. And he's like, we're not even the Jetsons. We're not even the Jeffersons right now. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's so true. Cause it's like, yeah, there's little leaps in technology. And like, yes, we have phones now with video on them. But for the most part, all those like major things, like um, I'm trying to think like Blade Runner, Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies. Blade Runner is on Netflix. You should watch Blade Runner. If you haven't seen Blade Runner, 
but like Blade Runner was what I think a lot of people thought the future was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And like the Blade Blade Runner just feels like it's like, oh, that's like maybe in 2040 we might reach that because yeah. that thing it still feels like way ahead of its time. Like even, even farther away now. Yeah, it's like I think it was supposed to happen in 2019 was the year that the first Blade Runner came out. And it's yeah. like, damn, that shit is like beyond its like, good luck. That thing looks <laughs> way more advanced than anything we got going on. Hell yeah. All right. And then this one I thought was actually pretty funny. If this was a prediction, this one struck me as pretty funny. This way, your parents won't have to wait until report card time to punish you. How innovative. I like it. Hey, Dolph, take a memo on your Newton. Beat up Martin. Beat up Martha. All right. So obviously that shows, you know, for all of those who are not watching this on YouTube, obviously that shows uh, the bullies um, riding on his Newton, which I guess was like a precursor to like the Palm Pilot, if you will, or a Blackberry. Him riding on there like beat up Martin, you know, as a reminder, if you will. And then the autocorrect comes in and all of us who have tried to write fuck like on an iPhone, it turns it into duck. duck. Yeah, it changes, you know, beat up Martin to eat up Martha. And what I thought was pretty funny about this is that Apple and, you know, the Simpsons actually have the little Newton there with a little, like, altered Apple logo on there with, like, a worm coming out of the Apple. So, you know, it's obviously a swipe at Apple before they even actually have this problem um, is that, you know, when Apple was coming up with the iPhone, like, that was cited a lot, like, when they were coming up with their version of autocorrect that, hey, let's make sure it does not do this. And so it was actually called, you know, their version of autocorrect was actually called Eat Up Martha. Like, that was the project, you know, that they were citing. It was like, hey, let's make sure that, you know, the iPhone doesn't have this problem, like the Newton in The Simpsons. But, okay, so I don't understand this one that much just because, the Newton was a real thing, and it did do that same thing where you would handwrite things and it would try to translate it to, like, fix what it thought you were saying. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so I I, I, don't, I don't really – I get that, but at the same time, like, that was a real product. It wasn't very popular because no, it was – it, it got replaced by, like, the thing that came out, like, the BlackBerry. So the yeah. BlackBerry became, like, the ultimate phone to own. And well, so, like – you know, the Newton was just kind of like, oh, forget about that. The BlackBerry is so much better. Well, that that came out in 1994. Are you sure, like, the BlackBerry and all that was, like, around in, like, in 94? Mm, probably Newton? not, but the Newton definitely was. The Newton – let me see if I can find a picture of a Newton. But the Newton was a real thing. Let me see when the first Blackberries came out. But BlackBerry – yeah, so here's a Newton. And it looks kind of like – well, there's a shitty picture. You can't really see the Newton, but that's a okay. Newton right there. What but, year did that come out? Uh, let's see when this came out. Uh, this came out in 1992. Oh, okay. So yeah, it this was, episode 94. Yeah. So it, it became widely available in 93. So I don't know when the Blackberry came out, but the Blackberry eventually does destroy. Do and the Blackberry is still around. I know it's not popular with a lot of people, but the Blackberry is still technically around. I want the hybrid between a computer and a phone. So. It's still sold out there for some like computer nerds. I don't know who would want to own that, but it's out there. People that watch Quantum Leap still. Oh, you know like... who? Uh, you know who was talking about this? I heard this on the Jim Rohn show because I guess uh, Usai Udiri from the Toronto Raptors. Okay. I guess he's a big. Um, he's a general manager for the Toronto Raptors, and he's a big black. Uh, I'm sorry, not a BlackBerry. Did I say BlackBerry? He's a big black. 
<laughs> he's a he's he's big on the uh, the blackberries just because you know he likes the feeling of texting like actually typing something as like opposed to a touchscreen. Which I, I fucking like I had like one of those like team like knockoff T-Mobile sidekicks or whatever. And like when I had to make the transition to like an iPhone, like I that's the one thing like I hated at first was the whole like touchscreen keypad as opposed to like the actual like numbers and letters that I got had to push or whatnot. But I quickly got over that. But hey, Simpsons, I guess you did not predict that. So here's one, too, that kind of falls like in that whole Jetsons thing, too, where uh, they kind of predict the smartwatch. Go to plan B. So a quick little clip of that. So Lisa's, you know, fiance in that episode, you know, speaks into his watch and it kind of does like a reminder um, to, you know, make something else happen. So that I guess like the whole premise was that he was trying to propose to uh, Lisa and something failed, obviously. And so he had to put something into his iWatch um, or his precursor to the iWatch and have like some other command come out where like a like a cow came out and says, Lisa, will you marry me or whatever? But kind of like how you were talking about, like with, you know, it goes, I mean, like the, the, the power Rangers had it. Ninja turtles had it. Yeah. The Comsy. Yeah. They, they, every, like a lot of TV shows and movies had this. I want to say even back to the future again, let's decide that. I believe they had that too. Like we're like, or James Bond, if you will, like where people were talking into their watches, you know, making shit happen. Kind of like, you know, the video phone. What's this one here? Online classes? Yeah, this is... Now turn to the next problem. If you have three Pepsis and drink one, how much more refreshed are you? You, the redhead in the Chicago school system? Pepsi? Marshall? <laughs> Which, I mean, again, to, to kind of play off of the whole... Hold on. We're going to get a Black Angus commercial here. Oh, nope, we're not. Okay. Yeah, to kind of play off the whole, like... Uh, you know, the Jetsons, uh, Back to the Future predicting these things. It's kind of like a logical conclusion that eventually as technology progresses, you know, you're going to have, you know, things like online classes. So that that episode came out in 95. And I believe like the Internet, like that was like a that was starting to be a big thing is, you know, like like we would see like those America online discs, like when you would check out at your local Lucky's grocery store, you know, that, you know, that it was only a logical leap in which we'll get into other logical leaps here in a second. But um, that to me wasn't so much of a stretch, but it, it was a, it's cute to think that, Hey, in 1995, you know, the Simpsons predicted online classes. You know what that reminded me of, of like when I was in high school, we had laser disc, like those big old giant vinyls that were like a giant CD. Yeah. We'd and watch like, like, uh, like Forrest Gump on those things. Yeah. yeah. I remember and I remember like thinking like, like, oh, is this the future now? Like, is, is Laserdisc the future? And then, like, two years later, like, DVD came out and, like, destroyed it, and no one ever saw a Laserdisc again. Yeah. But uh, I think it's funny. It's funny because, like, so, you know, we talk, we're talking about a lot of things that try to predict things, but do you remember the movie, The First Men in Black? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've only seen The First Men in Black, but um, there's a part where they're, like, giving him a tour of, like, inventions that are going to be coming out. And he's like, these are going to replace CDs soon. And it's like a little CD. Mm -hmm. And it's like, man, you couldn't be more wrong, man. Like, don't everything forget physical media. Yeah. That's one thing too. Like, um, I, I was buying all the Simpsons seasons like on uh, DVD and then eventually Blu-ray and whatnot. And then now I just stopped because I, I don't have a DVD player or a Blu-ray player that in this room or 
in this house at all. So it's just like one of those things like where you can just go on YouTube now and you can watch all of these things. So. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. So I, I click vinyls, but for the most part, it's because I, those are things that I like, I love that vinyl physical mm -hmm. media is like out the door. With like, and I don't buy, I don't I really buy a Simpsons uh, episode. They did that. <laughs> all right. So the next prediction is kind of a, a weird one. But uh, this happened in season five, episode 19, I believe, also in 1994, uh, where lunch lady Doris is seen adding a drum of horse parts, now with more testicles for more iron, um, into, you know, the school's lunch meat. You know, this is an episode, I guess, like where Skinner gets fired and, you know, Flanders takes over and the whole school goes to shit. So um, this kind of precurses like something that happened in 2013, where I guess they were finding horse meat in, you know, meat products by bird's eye and taco bells ground beef actually tested positive for horse meat so if there was horse meat in two in taco bells meat in 2013 i was a active eater of fucking taco bells meat at that time um i always say that yeah my body would look like brad pitts if taco bell wasn't invented um that horse meat's fucking delicious then i i fucking i don't see what the controversy is but again another prediction by uh people of the internet saying that the simpsons predicted the whole taco bell meat controversy more testicles mean more iron <laughs> that's a quick one right there yeah um damn dude where do we draw the line like where is <laughs> where where do we say like what animals are okay to eat and what aren't because like horse doesn't seem that crazy no i mean and you've got to think about it like a horse like it's like one of those it's like a bot it's like the bodybuilder of like the animal world if you will i mean you you eat a cow which seems to me like the homer simpson of like like hooved animals if you will so like a horse like would more people eat horse like i mean it, it's, it's funny like muscle I actually think it's more disgusting to eat pig. Like pig seems gross to me. Yeah, when you I, really I actually, think about it. I actually don't like pork in general. Like I don't like bacon. I don't like a lot of those things. But like horse doesn't seem that bad. <laughs> like No, like when you think about it. And then like when I saw that like the horse controversy, like a lot of websites, you know, they say bird's eye, which I guess is like a popular like frozen food meat or whatever. But they said like bird's eye, like they got it but then like the underneath it it says oh meat was also shipped to taco bell you know and that tested positive for horse meat as well and i'm thinking to myself like man yeah like taco bell is some bullshit but it's like it is some delicious ass bullshit and if that fucking horse meat those by this fucking fucking dying piece ass fucking animals if they're fucking if their meat's in it then I, i'm really not complaining i don't see what the controversy is true yeah you're right i agree <laughs> with that all right and this next one, uh, this happened actually in 1998. So November of 1998, the episode's called When You Dish Upon a Star. And I guess this episode, like Homer finds out that like Alec Baldwin and Kim Bassinger are living in Springfield, you know, to get away from the Hollywood life, if you will. But there's a quick shot of uh, 20th Century Fox that shows that now a division of the Walt Disney Company. And obviously in um, 2018, uh, Disney bought 21st Century Fox for, you know, a record $52 billion, uh, you know, and they obtained the rights to The Simpsons. So, you know, Homer and Mickey Mouse are pretty much on the same brand now. You know, they obtained the rights, you know, to the X-Men. You know, the X-Men are now going to be a part of the Marvel Universe sometime down the line. And, you know, 
basically in this world of um you know digital media that you know that we were talking about you know disney is taking more of the market share away from you know places like netflix and hulu and whatnot with disney plus you can watch every single episode of the simpsons on disney plus so let me put that clip on this is a really quick one <laughs> so now you see it right there. It says 20th Century Fox, a division of the Walt Disney Company. Yeah. I think once you're in the industry, though, like you, you kind of see the writing on the wall. Like Disney was acquiring properties left and right. It was probably just kind of like this is kind of an inside joke between like the writers on the Simpsons staff that, you know, this is going to this is going to be happening sooner rather than later because mm -hmm. Disney was at as its highest point at that time period in 1998 yeah they're fresh off like the lion king and pocahontas i believe like the hot summer animated movie was like the fucking hunchback of notre dame yeah i mean once you knew like once once they acquired star wars like they were gonna acquire everything like which wasn't star wars a part of fox uh i think i don't know i actually have no idea yeah, because I remember that, like watching like the old like double VHS movies of Star Wars or whatever, and like you'd always get that. Dun, da, 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 da. Then you'd get like the THX like fucking logo and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I think yeah, I mean that was like one of the the steps towards you know Disney purchasing the whole fucking brand. <laughs> Which I gotta say, like this, like Disney has done a really good job with like Marvel movies. There was like a time period where like Marvel movies. Like the first iterations, like fucking, you know, Iron Man or whatever, those were great. But like once you got to like Thor, like the first Thor, and I believe like the first Captain America, those were starting to be like really bad. It wasn't until like Disney full on purchased the Marvel Studios that those, that you got movies like the fucking Avengers and like fucking Endgame and whatnot. They were fucking like all time classics and shit. So if the Simpsons are going to keep going past fucking season 31 and Disney owns them now, I can see them actually step in their game up if you damn know. dude to, you know you mentioned that like di superhero movies are really hard to pull off because they walk a fine line between cheesy as fuck and good mm -hmm. and so like yeah you're right like you remember when like before all that before there was like a marble universe of like cinematic marble universe there was like the punisher movie was out and like oh yeah Go remember ghost rider and like the fantastic four Oh and yeah, I, yeah. Like those Bo are bad both iterations. Movies. Yeah, both iterations of the Fantastic Four because they rebooted it and it was even yeah. worse than the first. Even the um, e e I I don't like the X Men movies like at all. I think they suck. Mm -hmm. But like, besides like the Logan stuff by himself, like it was bad. Like it was just bad writing. It was bad. It was like corny. It was like not good stuff at all. Like mm -hmm. I, it kind of sucks that Hugh Jackman's probably going to be too old to ever play Wolverine again, but. I know he's a perfect one, dude. Yeah, it sucks. He, they're, you know, they'll have to find a new guy. Yeah, I, I guess I'll slim down, I guess, and I'll take on the role, if you will. Beard's starting to get pretty thick right now. It's looking thicker than you know. Girls you gotta do the, the you gotta do the two little spike things or whatever, like the two little. Dude, my kid does that right now. I'm gonna take a picture of him and post it on the Instagram. But like, you could pull his hair out, and it looks like Wolverine's hair, like on the the old school like Fox Kids uh fucking cartoon not yeah. you know the hugh jackman one if you will but yeah who knows maybe i'll have him grow out his you know little what are they called like fucking chops or whatever like thicker yeah. than a fucking girls that, are girls that are instagram famous or whatever <laughs> anyways going into the next prediction now this one's kind of cool 
uh, because this actually comes from season two of The Simpsons. And this is like full on like prime Simpsons right here. And it, you, it introduces kind of like one of the, the big background characters. So I'm going to go ahead and just play the clip and then we'll talk about it. So, kids, caught anything? Not yet, sir. Uh-huh. Uh, what are you using for bait? My brother's using worms, but I, who feel the tranquility far outweighs the actual catching of fish, am using nothing. I see. And uh, what's your name, son? Well, I'm Bart Simpson. Who the hell are you? <laughs> I'm Dave Shutton. I'm an investigative reporter who's on the road a lot, and uh, I must say that in my day, we didn't talk that way to our elders. Well, this is my day, and we do, sir. <laughs> All right, we eat tonight. Wait a minute. One, two, three. Now, obviously, it introduces Blinky, you know, the three-eyed fish. Like, anytime you see, like, a long shot of, you know, the nuclear power plant where Mr. Burns, you know, plots all of his evil plots, you know, you see, um, you know, the little lake or river that's next to the nuclear power plant. You always see, like, the three-eyed fish, you know, pop out of there. And um, what happened was, is in 2011, uh, fishermen off of, I believe it was, yes, it was Argentina, who were fishing near some waters near a nuclear plant there now i don't know why you would do any fishing by a nuclear plant like i'm not eating that meat uh, that just does not sound that doesn't sound good at all i mean that's that's a sure shot way you're gonna fucking die of fucking cancer if you will but uh they fought they found actual a uh, three-eyed fish i don't know if you can bring that up like maybe on your phone and put it towards your camera and show everybody there uh but yeah they found this actual three-eyed fish and the story goes that they didn't know it was a three-eyed fish until um, a couple of days later, like when they were like sorting out, you know, their products, if you will. And they saw like you basically it looks like kind of like the three eyed raven from Game of Thrones, where it's like you get the two two eyes, you know, on the sides of the heads. And then the fucking, you know, there's like an eye, like perfectly like in the middle of it, like this fish's forehead. Is it that one? Yeah, there you go. That one right there, which looks fucking nasty as fuck. I am not eating that fish right there. Yeah, it looks pretty deformed. Yeah, and I guess what they said is like obviously they didn't eat that fish. They they probably the other fish that they caught there, but they submitted that fish to science so that a way they can do you know some studies or whatever because obviously something happened you know with this fish that what yep <laughs> there you go they're citing you know Blinky right there next to him. Um, obviously something happened you know to this fish you know being cl so close to a nuclear plant. I believe um, by Chernobyl like those forests right there like some of that wildlife there. Like they, they have like wolves that are ab abnormally large. You know, you get mushrooms that are abnormally large. You get all sorts of like mutations like in the wildlife near the forest of Chernobyl. So obviously there's got to be something with, you know, that, you know, just that, you know, having like that nuclear energy spilling out into the environment. Yeah, I mean, we all know radiation like fucks up animals and creates mutations so it's not that crazy i mean that's just life imitating art but we all kind of know like that was a possibility that was a possibility yeah. day one yep so um the next thing is the sports and now this one i mean 
I kind of see both sides on it. Like you were mentioning earlier with the coronavirus, I kind of have a foot like in both sides of it. Um, but the first iteration of the Simpsons predicting sports is, is I, I guess they had like an annual like Super Bowl clip that they would play, you know, each year for like the, for three straight years. So the first clip, you know, they had, you know, the Simpsons watching the Super Bowl. I believe it was, you know, the Washington Redskins versus the Buffalo Bills. And they predict, they made like a joke about like the Buffalo, Buffalo Bills losing to, you know, the Washington Redskins way before like the Redskins had a chance to beat the Buffalo Bills. And obviously that happened. So the next year they play, you know, the same clip, but they had the actors, you know, redub, you know, their lines and they had the Dallas Cowboys beating, you know, the Buffalo Bills yet again. And then the next year they did the same thing, but they just kept, you know, you know, since it was the Buffalo Bills versus the Dallas Cowboys, you know, they kept it the same. They kept the lines the same. And what ends up happening again, the Dallas Cowboys beat the Buffalo Bills. So that was kind of set and sets the stage for like the Simpsons, you know, predicting uh, things in sports. Now, I'm not much of a soccer fan. Art, you're way you're more of a soccer fan than I am. Um, but I guess like one of the big ones that's circulating circulating around the internet is the whole FIFA corruption thing. So I guess like FIFA, which is you know that's who puts on the World Cup, if you will. You know, they were accused, I believe, in 2012. Uh, let me see. Yeah, so I, I I didn't find this one in my research, but if they're being accused of corruption, FIFA has a long history of being corrupt. Like it's not even, uh, they don't even hide it at all. It's not even a thing. So that this was actually, uh, I guess, um, in 2012. So was it back in 2012? There, like, is it has FIFA had that reputation since? It was back when Pele played. Man, it's oh, it's okay. been going on for a while. So the 60s and whatnot. Yeah. yeah. I was trying to look into it and whatnot. Like, again, like, I don't know much about soccer, but like, to me, it was just like, yeah, that just sounds like sports, you know, like that's the big reason why you don't have a lot of professional teams in Las Vegas. I mean, even though the Raiders are going to go there next year, if you will, perfect team to go to Vegas, I guess. Um, but you don't, because you don't want that kind of corruption and you see it a lot on boxing, like where people get paid to take a fall, if you will. But I guess that was going on like in FIFA, like teams are actually losing, you know, because, you know, they were getting paid off by, you know, the Russian mob or fucking the Brazilian mob, if you will. But I guess they actually uh, predicted, you know, in this episode as well, is that Germany would beat Brazil um, in the World Cup. But let me go ahead and play the clip for you here. Mr. Simpson, I am the executive vice president of the World Football Federation. Woo! What you Americans call soccer. Don't! I'm sure you are familiar with the World Cup, the quadrennial drama unmatched on the planet. Oh, yeah, that's the thing that guys at the dry cleaners get so excited about every four years. I'm afraid there has been an epidemic of referees being bribed to throw games. From the Premier Leagues to the playgrounds, all has been tainted. We need a symbol of integrity like yourself. Of course I am, but how do you know? Oh, your daughter's speech went viral. Ah! No, no, I mean it, it spread like wildfire. Much better. Mr. Simpson, please help us. The rot is everywhere. In fact, I see that uh, I myself am about to be arrested for corruption. You will have to take it from here, Peter. Yes, I will take good care of your wife. Wait, what What does that mean? So I guess like the, the whole thing is, is that this episode aired in 2014. I'm sorry, it wasn't 2012. But then a year later, they predicted the... Um, you know, the outcome that Germany was going to beat Brazil and then there was going to be a whole, you know, corruption scandal. But I guess like Art said, this was happening since Pele, which is like what, the 1960s? 
Yeah, so it's it's been going on for multiple. I don't know. I would say at the very least from like the early '80s, mm-hmm. it's been going on that FIFA FIFA. There's been corruption. There's been a lot of. Um, I I think because especially in like the Latin American countries, there's there's so much that that goes into them. Mm-hmm. Uh, referees are tend tend to be bribed in general. Um, yeah, there's a really good movie. I think it's a 30 for 30 documentary called the, the, the two Escobars. Mm-hmm. And it kind of, it kind of talks about that a little bit of like the corruption that's been going on in FIFA in general. And like, it kind of talks about that. So there's nothing Escobar. new then. Oh no, no. It's been going on for a long time. Oh, okay. So it's just somebody trying to piece something together that they were ignorant to the whole, you know, soccer community then. Yeah. Yeah. No corruption in, in world cup soccer play. Has there has been corruptions in it constantly? They 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 do a decent job whenever it's the World Cup to minimize criticism. But countries that qualify, it seems to be like if your country has a a wealthier country, your country's I wouldn't say almost guaranteed. Like the United States isn't always guaranteed to be in it, but there are better countries that that don't make it when the United States has been constantly making it and kind of gets knocked out in the first round every time. But to drum up that interest in the United States, it is in the interest of the FIFA organization to make sure the United States makes it. So it's a little political, if you will. It's a little political, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's why I don't enjoy soccer. Uh, but to come back to American football, if you will, um, I guess a lot of people think that the Simpsons predicted Lady Gaga's performance. Uh, I believe this is the one that was in 2012. And um, she actually, you know, performed at the halftime show in 2017. But they said, like, almost verbatim, like, everything that happened um, happened in 2012 on this episode happened in 2017. So you get, you know, Lady Gaga coming in from, you know, the ceiling, you know, flying in with sparks. And even the suit that she's wearing is almost identical to the one that she did in 2017. You know, the whole dance routine and the piano break and the outfit changes, like everything just seems to line up. And I was watching the clip and I was like, yeah, you can kind of see that. But then again, that's always been Lady Gaga's performances. Um, one of the best, I got to say this, like hats off to Lady Gaga. Um, I, we saw her in Las Vegas for my girlfriend's birthday. Like she puts on one fucking hell of a show. But she does have a formula that she does have. So to say that, you know, her Super Bowl halftime performance was predicted by the Simpsons episode is more or less like what you were saying with the whole FIFA, you know, outfit that like, hey, this is what she does on stage is pretty much well known. It's kind of like Michael Jackson. Like, yeah, he's going to he's going to do the leg kick. He's going to do the moon walk. He's going to grab his crotch. He's going to go. You know, it's not a far cry to be able to predict it. So that's why I didn't show that clip on here. It's just all you might as well show any Lady Gaga quit clip the one thing i did think was interesting that yeah she did come in from the ceiling but then again i mean who is to say like she like again like apple maybe who's to say she wasn't a big simpsons fan like most of america and you know just fucking took inspiration from that so i don't know yeah i mean i i've never seen lady gaga perform live but um i don't know it seems interesting it seems like Obviously, she's going to want to go more over the top than her regular performance because it's the Super Bowl and she only has like 15 minutes to cram in her, her entire routine into a 15-minute thing. So, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I haven't even seen that episode. And I've never seen Lady Gaga perform. But it it's interesting. But then what if she saw the episode? She's like, I'll do that because it's yeah. funny to me. 
And then 2017, like this is well after like that whole like we were talking about the whole Donald Trump, you know, that the Simpsons predicted Donald Trump because I think that's where this like whole theory like like spoke like a like a wildfire was after the whole Donald Trump thing. So who's to say like she wasn't trolling everybody by saying like, hey, I'm going to model my Super Bowl performance off of this Simpsons episode that I was on just to fucking, you know, create more. Uh, buzz around my performance i mean that that would be a spectacular fucking um way to you know keep your name out there you know after this performance yeah so who knows uh but one more before we jump off of sports is in 2010 um they predicted that the u.s would beat sweden in the 28 olympics i guess uh homer and marge like they caught you know this hobby um in curling you know they got really obsessed with it um and it shows, you know, Homer and Marge who are Olympic athletes now in this episode, you know, they're jumping the shark here in 2010 and it shows them in the gold medal game, you know, beating Sweden, which ended up happening in 2018 uh, winter Olympics. So I thought that was interesting, but how many countries play fucking curling? I mean, I know Canada does, but wasn't it barely like a sport, like fucking 15 years ago or something like that? I don't even know what curling is, to be completely honest with you. So it's like a winter sport, but it's played on ice. They throw like that, like iron, like it looks like a fucking. Oh, is it the one where you like push a little puck? Yeah, it's like a little hand puck. And then like you got to like feverishly like sweep the ice to like make it like hit like some pins over or some shit or Mm, get into some square or something like that. Like that was barely a sport like 15 years ago. And then I can only think of like Canada. Yeah, of course, like the United States, like cold ass countries like that like like maybe four or five countries actually play that fucking sport to begin with so i don't i to me it, it was interesting but at the same time it was like yeah but then again it's not like soccer where like the whole world plays it mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know okay now this is one too that i said at the beginning of the episode was kind of more logical and i'm gonna go ahead and play the clip a round of applause, please, for Anastasia. She loves show business. So much nicer than the savagery of the jungle, yeah? Tiger, wake up! All right, so obviously that clip shows um, it's but the episode you know is from uh, two thousand no actually from nineteen ninety three and it shows you know something that's supposed to be like Siegfried and Roy Siegfried and Roy are a famous Las Vegas act you know that are famous for having white tigers they are the original Tiger Kings if you will uh, but the episode uh, was where you know Springfield actually had like you know they legalized gambling. And Mr. Burns, you know, had this big ass casino and he hired, you know, this German act that's supposed to be parodying, you know, Siegfried and Roy. And the joke is, is like, hey, the tiger is going to maul, you know, these two, you know, flamboyantly, <laughs> flamboyant German, you know, circus performers, if you will. That's I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, um, you know, it's going to maul, it's going to maul them. And to me, like, it's one of those things like, yeah, it's a logical prediction. Because it's just like you put a fucking wild 
wild animal, you know, in a situation like that, where I believe they showed him like riding like a unicycle, if you will. And then flash forward in 2003, uh, Montecor, um, the actual white tiger that Siegfried and Roy had, um, mauls, you know, Roy Horn, who unfortunately just passed away from the coronavirus. Um, shout out to everybody that think that's a made up virus, but, um, you know, he gets attacked on his birthday, you know, by his white tiger and, you know, effectively they have to end their act because of this. Yeah. It's honestly, I agree with you 100%. Like this is something that, you know, it was just a matter of time till an animal snaps. I mean, it's still a wild animal. It's still, you know, has it's like innate needs in its DNA that's going to go after someone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, th- it's funny because it's true. Like, the, the funny thing about that video clip is that it's something that could happen in real life. And that's what made it kind of funny. It's, it's kind of dark humor, mm-hmm. but it isn't, it doesn't seem that far fetched of a prediction. Yeah. So, I mean, I wanted to include it just because it was just like, it's one of the funnier clips. If you Yeah, will. it definitely is. And you know, Tiger King seems to still be like a big thing. Um, but it's like one of those things. It's just like, come on, guys. Like Simpsons always makes like social commentary. Like, hey, why are we doing this? Why are we making animals perform like fucking? I like. I, I don't want to say chimpanzees because it's unfair to like chimpanzees be performing like this either. You know, or monkeys, if you will. So it's just like, it, it's making that controversy. That like, yeah, you play with fire, you're you're gonna fucking get burnt. You know that like that old adage always says. Yep, that's true. It it's sad, but. But, you know, that's what you get for playing with fire, man. It kind of reminds me of this uh, podcast I was listening to yesterday. Um, it, it, uh, it, it's um, Michael Yo. He he got the coronavirus and he was on Joe Rogan's podcast and he was talking about his survival, you know, from the coronavirus. But, you know, once they moved past, you know, like his survival, whatever, a really good episode. I, I highly recommend everybody listen to it. You know, they get deep or whatever. They start. He starts crying like me and Art were crying when Kobe Bryant died. But, you know, once they move past that and they start talking about other things, like Michael Yo talks about how he was raised in Texas and, you know, he played college football. But, you know, a lot of people that he went to school with, you know, like work in the oil industry and like they do crazy things like, you know, get drunk and blow shit up. And they were talking about like how like, yeah, you know, that wouldn't be so sad if, you know, it'd be sad if they died, but it wouldn't be so shocking if they died doing that because it's like they were talking about the whole thing. You play with fire, you're going to get burnt. Yeah, you fucking get drunk and you start blowing up cars with explosives like in the middle of your property and you die. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. It's not going to be shocking. So to say that, you know, Roy Horn, you know, got attacked by his fucking white tiger Montecor, like, yeah, it makes sense. It was bound to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's what makes the act so interesting. Um, that it is a tiger. So and it's a it's a live animal that can destroy the shit out of you. If it yeah. was if it was poodles, it wouldn't be that interesting. If it was Marshall, Joe Rogan's fucking uh golden retriever, that would be shocking because a golden retriever, like those are the sweetest animals of all time. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing that I did like think was fucking really weird. Um, this is one prediction that it's a little hard to explain like how they hit the head on the head hit the nail on the head so perfectly um i'm gonna go ahead and play the clip and then explain it well well possible or you could take something that already exists and find a new use for it like hamburger earmuffs well well i suppose that would qualify thanks sucker 
Well, all right, just stay calm, Frinky. These babies will be in the stores while he's still grappling with the pickle matrix. Glavin, <laughs> I'm gonna pause it right here because everything else is just like a montage of other stuff. But you see that equation that Homer is like working out right there? Mm-hmm. To me, it just looks like a bunch of scribbles and shit. And unfortunately, Eric's no longer a part of this podcast to be able to explain this in you know more detail, if you will. But this episode premiered um, season 10, episode two, The Wizard of Evergreen Terrace, September 20th, 1998. So it's uh, Homer is basically he catches, you know, a passion for inventing shit. He's trying to catch up to Thomas Edison for so for whatever reason. I don't know what the, the plot line was, but for whatever reason, he gets really you know, inspired by Thomas Edison to start inventing a bunch of shit like Thomas Edison, who, by the way, actually stole a lot of his inventions. Uh, but that's a podcast for another time. Um, but he's, you, you see in this montage, you know, kind of like a Rocky movie where, you know, Homer's like creating like all these inventions. I believe he creates like a makeup shotgun where he shoots Marge in the face and, you know, her makeup looks like a fucking, you know, lot lizard, if you will. You know, he creates like electronic hammer where it's like a battery powered hammer. It just hammers for you, if you will. But this equation on, you know, the blackboard that Homer is working on, you know, um, shout out to everybody watching the YouTube video is actually a real equation that wasn't really known until 14 years later. Um, it's called the Higgs boson particle or the God particle where uh, this equation accurately or as accurately as possible at the time accurately predicts the mass of this particle, which I guess scientists had been working on since the 1960s. Again, this episode came out in 1998 they didn't actually figure out this formula for the mass of this Higgs boson uh, particle until 14 years later. So to me, that was super interesting. And, you know, there's a bunch of clips online that, you know, explain, you know, Hey, the Simpsons, like a lot of the writers and the creators, they're nerds, they're math nerds, if you will. And there's a book, I believe out like the Simpsons and mathematics, you know, where they explain that, you know, during the writing of this episode, one of the writers contacted like one of his mathematician friends i believe it was like in cornell with andy bernard where andy bernard was an alumni at he mm-hmm. um he contacted him and was like hey like what's an equation we can use to make homer look smart and i guess this is something that was actively being worked on and that's why they inserted it into you know the show but it is pretty interesting that hey that 14 years later they would actually this is like a scientific breakthrough but it was on you know, primetime television on an animation series, you know, Sunday, eight o'clock, you know, you know, on Fox, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is pretty interesting. I, I figured that they would have like looked up a real equation as opposed you know, of just having random numbers. What part of the equation is the God particle? I assume it's the top part. Uh, that's the whole... not, not the donuts. Yeah, I guess you can't have the donuts on there, but I guess it was the whole thing. Like when you work it out, it doesn't, get to the exact equation i mean the exact equation like they were showing it takes up like like half would take up more than this half of this uh this blackboard if you will but it's the closest at that time in 1998 that anybody anybody would have possibly known of again i don't know what the higgs boson is i'm not going to pretend to be a scientific genius or whatever but every single person that i was you know looking at they cited like it's interesting that you know the simpsons would have this equation that would get so close in 1998 that scientists weren't even that close on. 
So I, I do think that is interesting in the fact that, hey, the scientific community weren't even aware that this would predict the mass of this particle, but the Simpsons writers, they had some hookup at Cornell to be able to do that. That is pretty interesting. I'm looking it up right now, see if I could find the actual God particle equation, see how close it is. Interesting, interesting. Anyways, what what else you got? Well, uh, there's a couple more I want to get into before I actually, you know, show our final clip here. Uh, but, you know, there's a lot of these is like super fast clips that the Simpsons have. So, I mean, they predicted the closure of Toys R Us closing in 2001, which actually happened in 2018. Um, one that was like a hot one that I kept seeing that was popping up was the voter fraud where Homer, you know, he wants to vote for Obama yeah. in 2008 election. And, you know, the, you know, the system keeps, you know, changing it to McCain. I mean, that's something that's been around, you know, since, you know, Clinton, um, Bob Dole, like that. This has always been like a controversy. I mean, even like in the 1700s, there was always like a, you know, voter fraud controversy. So it's not too far of a stretch. That's why I didn't really add like those clips on there. And then, of course, you know, you had like, you know, um, something that really happened in 2012 where, you know, votes were being changed to Mitt Romney where people wanted to vote for Obama. Of course, you know, Trump, he was alleging that if he lost the election, he was going to blame voter fraud, you know, that somehow Hillary Clinton, you know, changed, you know, the votes from people who actually wanted to vote for him, you know, to her. He was going to challenge, you know, the election if he lost, if you will. And he wasn't going to concede, but he ended up winning, so he didn't do that. So, um, but one that I did think was funny um, and a little controversial, if you will, is the ending of Game of Thrones. Um, spoiler alert, anybody that hasn't seen the end of Game of Thrones, you might like it. You might be in the camp of me who liked it and be like, oh, okay, yeah, that was what you know the series was leading to. Or you might be in the camp that Art is in and did not like it. But if you haven't seen the series, um, halt yourself from the next part of this episode and come back to it later once you finish you know, Game of Thrones. Uh, but they, they pretty much accurately predicted you know, the ending of Game of Thrones. Um, they, this episode aired in 2017, uh, two years before the actual finale happened. And, um, it shows at one point, you know, a dragon, you know, pretty much obliterating, you know, the, you know, the village that the Simpsons are in or whatever, but there's also other parts of the episode that I thought were pretty strange. Like, you know, the night King surviving, you know, dragon fire, if you will. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and show like the clip here. And it, it holds a pretty remarkable uh, resemblance to what the actual ending of Game of Thrones was. All right, so all of that was back in the year 2017 and obviously 2019. You know, again, like I said, whatever, you know, side of the fence that you're on, you know, with Game of Thrones, either you love the ending or you hated the ending. The Simpsons actually predicted a lot of things or a couple of things right there um, in that series. So I thought that was super interesting, you know, just from a standpoint of like, I'm obsessed with Game of Thrones. I'm obsessed with The Simpsons. And I just thought that was pretty interesting to see. 
I hadn't seen that clip before. Uh, it's obviously, like I was saying earlier, I, I don't really follow the episodes that much, mm-hmm. actually, at all. But, um, yeah, that's pretty interesting. I, I mean, was there more to that? Was it just the dragon and the... And the uh, the Ice King gig surviving yeah. dragon fire. Nope, that's pretty much that. And then I guess like the hound and the um, the mountain. I, you know, falling I out assume that castle. was like an entire episode, or was that just like a? Yeah, that was like within like one episode. Like, because I thought that too. Like with the whole Donald Trump, you know, going down the escalator. Like, hey, maybe like they were parodying this like after the fact. You know that the uh, you know the last season came out, and you know then this was a part of you know the simpsons you know throwing in you know jumping the shark and doing some other shit but it was within like the one treehouse of horror episode mm. that they incorporated game of thrones two years previous to the actual ending of you know the series interesting that's a pretty interesting episode yeah um i guess i gotta watch it yeah that's uh i won't change my mind on on my thoughts on on game of thrones the ending but uh it's the, the Simpsons uh, definitely uh, deserve a rewatching of that episode. Yeah. What's funny is, is like I was thinking, I was just like, well, maybe the right because a lot of people give people um, give the writers of game the writers of Game of Thrones shit, you know, for the writing and dialogue of you know that last the season and a half, I guess you could say, because the last part of the seventh season, people had a lot of problems with that. And I was like, it wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it past those writers because it seems like they were getting so you know done with the series. And, you know, a lot of it, too, with Game of Thrones is, like, the earlier seasons were based off of the books. And then the pretty much they went into Game of Thrones thinking that the books would be done before they got to, like, the end of the series. But they never were, you know, finished. So they started having to make up the ending as they were going along. Yeah. And I thought it would be funny. It was like, oh, well, maybe, like, in the midst of them writing, you know, the final season or that season and a half, maybe they were borrowing from The Simpsons at this point. Yeah. I get that. And like, yeah, they definitely, you know, not to get too much into Game of Thrones. There's a whole long episode on Game of Thrones (laughs) that we do. But I do think that the writing quality towards the end of the second to last season really starts nosediving. And I don't think that the news, the last season was 100% terrible. I thought episode one and two were pretty good. And then after one and two, it nosedives. But um, to tie it all together, I got I got to watch it because it just so we had never seen the the Ice King, Ice King in battle prior to the last season. Correct? I correct. can't remember. I mean, like he would touch Bran here and there, and I believe like when yeah, they yeah. stormed like that that tree where the the old Three Eyed Raven was at. Like that's I mean, you saw him a couple times there, and I believe like when Jon Snow like went beyond the wall to like rescue the the wildlings. Like, you see, like, all the other people, like, you know, get down, like, his soldiers and whatnot. And then Jon Snow, like, obliterates one of them, like, with um, a Valyrian steel sword that he has. Um, I forgot the name of it. It's been so long since I watched it. But, I mean, that's the only thing that you saw. But you never saw, like, you know, the Night King, you know, encounter Dragonfire until, like, that episode. Like, where, yeah. you know. So, two years later, you know, you get the answer uh, that the Simpsons had already laid out in 2017. Interesting. That's a must rewatch. Yep. So with that said, Art, do you have any other things that uh, you want to add to this? No, I mean, like you said, there were some that were very fluky. Um, you know, I I actually thought that the Lady Gaga one was kind of interesting, mm-hmm. but again, like I, I don't really know like 
her performance. I don't know if you know they had seen Lady Gaga perform. They kind of knew what to expect in the Lady Gaga performance. It's kind of like it's kind of like watching ACDC perform, if you will. Like, I mean, yeah, Lady Gaga is a true artist. Um, it, but like ACDC, like they have their shtick that they they kind of. It's it's not, it's going to be a little bit different every time again you know, because again they're artists but you're always going to get Angus Young you know doing like that whole walk with a guitar kick flip. yeah that whole kickflip thing with his fucking guitar he's always going to you know dance and move the same there's always going to be you know a point of the concert and it, this goes for any you know musician you know where you know this is going to happen because that's what people pay you know to see you know Led Zeppelin you got to pay you're going to pay to see them you know play Stairway to Heaven you know Metallica you know they you know once they do um, they're slow songs you know there's always going to be moments where you know it's the same thing because you know that's what the fans want to see you know one you know like when they, you're going to see like explosions and gunfire or whatnot so i get it but it's just like if you've seen lady gaga perform she's always going to have like a piano scene she's always going to do something spectacular where you know she flies down from the arena and there's going to be pyro or whatnot i mean that's just her mm-hmm. yeah i figure i figured you know Obviously, Lady Gaga has been a big name now for the last, like, 15 years or so, whenever she came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like, it was going to happen that she was going to get a halftime show. There's The the level of, of large musicians that are out right now is kind of slim. And I would reference, um, who did it last year? Shakira and... Oh, J-Lo. And J-Lo. And it's like, I feel like that's... Like Shakira hasn't really been relevant in the United States now since like the late '90s. Like whenever yeah. her like big hits whenever, whenever. Yeah, yeah. Like whenever that was popular, that was like 2002 or something. Mm-hmm. And like J Lo, like dude, what the fuck? Isn't J Lo just like a host on like the Mass Singer or something now? Like I have no idea. I don't even know what the hell. Like J Lo, that's like from like my junior high years or something. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just thought they were like fucking throwing darts on a wall. I feel like that's always a Super Bowl halftime show though. Like then like the who play at one point. And I was just like, yeah. And it's like, they try to go for like the safest, like old band or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the band that's like, they're going to play it safe. Cause they're old. They've been doing this for a long time or they go for like whatever generic. Then they have like Maroon five on there one year or something. Oh, and yeah. It was like, God, it doesn't get worse than Maroon five. They should just get Coldplay already and just get it over with. <laughs> Like we know this is like when CBS has it next time. CBS presents Coldplay at the Colgate halftime show. Presented by Canada Dry Ginger Ale. <laughs> yeah. Presented by the Book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Um that I mean that's all I really have. Um it was a pretty interesting topic to tackle. Um again next week. Um we're probably gonna do this in studio, man. Are you feeling comfortable with that? I'm feeling comfortable. Actually, I just realized that next weekend is Memorial Day weekend, so I don't know uh, if I, what my schedule is going to be like that weekend. I mm-hmm. so I don't know if that one is going to be studio time. But I'm like really, I don't want to say what the topic is for next week, but I'm like really, really excited about mm-hmm. that topic. Me too. So, I I've been on fire for it for a couple of weeks now, and I'm kind of sad. Um, the ending of what we're going to talk about happens tonight. Um, and I'm kind of sad because I, at this time, like where we don't have any, any sports right now, this, this documentary has been really holding things together for me. So, um, you know, we'll figure out, we might not be recording, you know, Sunday. Um, I'll try to, you know, make some room, like maybe on a Thursday or whatever, but yes, I can't wait 
to record live again um, in the studio because as much as, I mean, it is fun to, you know, do episodes like this, like where we watch YouTube videos of, you know, Simpsons predictions, if you will. Um, it, it is always better to record, um, you know, face to face, you know, there's always like those awkward pauses, if you will, like even big podcasts, like I've been listening to, you know, podcasts nonstop again, there's no sports going on. So it's just like, I've been, you know, f- finding new podcasts to get into and they're encountering the same problems too, where it's just like, Hey, it's, it's a little odd listening to, you know, it's two people have like a video chat conversation where it's like that. There's that like, um, like second of silence and me as like being like a former like wedding dj like back in the day like that's like one cardinal rule you never have dead air and like that's like one thing that's always just like it's like nails on a chalkboard to me is like that dead air so um not only that but like for me i mean right there with you like i was listening to a podcast last night and it's a podcast i do enjoy a lot but because they're recording remotely one will sound great and the other one will sound like and it's like yeah. what the hell like i hate that like i can't even enjoy this yeah so like i have to like redo my whole podcast thing right now so yeah especially in sports podcasts like god damn there's so little sports to the point where like you have to really to have a good sports podcast it's difficult i think they were showing like korean baseball highlights like the last time i was watching sports center because that's that like one of my like biggest um things like aside from like cleaning my pool like gets me like centered like gets me to my you know nirvana i get what is it called chi or whatever like it's like a, a good meditation practice just to chill out veg out and like watch sports center but like the last time i was able to watch sports center like all they were doing was showing fucking korean baseball fucking highlights and it's like can't get behind that so i am really excited for next week's topic you should listen to if, if i'm gonna just recommend a podcast really quickly so i don't really like a lot of podcasts i like dan levitar's show and like I listen to a lot of the local Chicago stuff on, on their podcast versions of their shows, mm-hmm. but pardon my take is probably like the best sports podcast I've heard. Is that a barstool sports? Yeah. It's a barstool yeah, sports yeah, yeah. podcast. I, I thought they killed it. I never heard of them. I knew who big cat was. Cause he's a, uh, he appears on like a lot of the, a lot of the, the Chicago stations and like the Miami station. Like he's just a guy to have on. Mm-hmm. And so to actually hear his podcast, I was like, God damn, this is, this is how sports should be done in like the sense that fuck it ain't, it doesn't have to be life or death. Like Stephen A. Smith type of bullshit where it's like, I'm going to go yeah. kill myself right after this. Yeah. Hot take after hot take where it's yeah. just, that gets boring to me. So with that said, everybody, if you're a sports fan next week, please make sure you make it a point to tune in. And even if you're not a sports fan, um, I, I really, I'm going to start getting creative you know, with these episodes going forward, Art and I, have, we've talked about this for weeks where it's just like, we kind of want to move away from doing the whole, you know, set up like last podcast on the left or our, you know, pod belly brethren, you know, sofa King, you know, do it. But, you know, I'm really excited for you guys. So if you're, even if you're not a sports fan, you know, please listen next week. It's, I, I, I really am excited to explain that whole era, if you will, not to, you know, kill the lead, you know, please tune in next week. Um, just keep listening. Um, so with that said, make sure you follow us everywhere on social media at Art Jacob Do America. We're on Twitter. We are on Instagram. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're not on um, fucking TikTok because I was listening to uh, Rogan's podcast and he had Elon Musk on there and he said some crazy ass shit about how you know you know apps like TikTok could you know aid fucking ai and fucking you know becoming more intelligent and then we have a terminator situation so we're not on there because i'm not fucking gonna aid ai and fucking 
you know, bringing judgment day upon us and what you will and whatnot. But speaking of that, please go to Facebook and join the group and have some conversations with us. I love posting in there and, you know, you know, ping pong and shit back and forth with you guys. And then you guys branch off and make little Facebook, you know, message groups and shit. And we talk shit and share memes, if you will. That's always fun to do. Uh, make sure, you know, you go to our Patreon, you know, support us there. Um, I'm starting to send out, you know, some stuff in the mail every week, you know, so if you, even if you send us a dollar, you know, I, I ignore what I have on the Patreon as far as like, you know, you know, you know, awards go, if you will, you know, I'm going to put some, you know, new episodes on uh, the Patreon um, moving forward, you know, in the coming weeks. So, but Hey, if you donate a dollar to our Patreon, help this podcast grow um, and get better, um, you know, I'll send you some shit in the mail. So, you know, shout out to Artie homie's been listening and promoting our podcast and getting himself in trouble in the sofa king group um <laughs> shout out to him shout out to alex shout out to nicole shout out to all everybody that you know supports us on there and you know i'll make sure i reward you guys handsomely for doing so um check out our sponsor caveman coffee ah shit what else do we got dude we got like a million things we got to pass. tell your mom when you booba too shout out elizabeth jackman shout out elizabeth warren that's all i got yeah so with that said everybody have a good night Good night.